Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Pulse. Today's headline news we're going to be doing today, and let's go ahead and start out with a little music. Enjoy, and then we'll get the show rolling. Thank you all for joining me today. Let's get going.
Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Pulse. This is a new addition to our lineup of shows, The Pulse's headline news. Along with me is my co-host, Tucson Scott. As uh, we've added another show to our list, uh, we were requested to do some headline news daily. So we're going to try and get that going. Uh, first of all, let me welcome our co-host to the show, Tucson Scott. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Here we go with a second edition of the headline news. Uh, also, I want to remind everyone that uh, please take a look out for the pulse out there. Uh, if you see us out there, give us a quick follow. That way, you know, when we're coming up live, we're going to try and do headline news uh probably through the week and of course we have our normal scheduled show wednesday evenings at 6 30 p.m that is our variety show and 6 30 p.m alaska time please join us during then it's a lot of fun also i want to give out some shout outs this morning first of all a uh, big plug for the old man show great show uh make sure you look them up and uh get on there and listen give them all the support you can uh, it's a great show, lots of fun. And also to uh, shout out to PB Detectives. Uh, we were on it the other night, and it was a lot of fun as well. So that's our shout outs for this morning. We're going to go ahead and get on with our headline news, and let's see what we got going. Scott, you got some news popped up that we're ready to roll with? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the, the first thing that is out there is uh, the U.S. sending another... $2.5 billion no. Ukraine. Oh, no. It's like, it's almost like a reoccurring theme, right? It's like your right. groundhog day. You wake up in the morning, the U.S. sends Ukraine money. <laughs> so somebody gets arrested for corruption. It's just like, it's just like the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, How much did so, they send now? So, what's our, two, I wonder what. Go ahead. 2.5 billion in weapons, not cash. Not in cash, but in weapons. Right. Well, that's still a depletion any way you look at it. That's, uh, right. wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got to replace the 2.5 billion in weapons. Yeah. Like if it's sitting in military bases all around the U.S. and we're like boxing it up and sending it that yeah. means that we're just going to be reordering new stuff from right the industrial military complex and yeah <laughs> crazy right uh, along with your headline there was another one that came out earlier today uh that said germany signals it has ruled out sending leopard tanks to the ukraine uh really? they're basically saying yep they have us over a barrel <laughs> So there you go. I mean, uh, here we go. Um, it's crazy what we're doing right now. Uh, you know, we talked about yesterday on the headline news. Uh, any Anything else on that that you saw that you want to get out there? Um, yeah, the the other news. So this was this was announced at like six o'clock this morning. Um, yeah. Google is laying off. 12,000 employees. Really? Yeah. The so, tech, the tech industry is just yeah, getting annihilated. 
Well, we can see it, we can see a lot of it happening right now. Um, there's been there's been plenty of news on that. You know, tech industry has been taking a hit. Uh, what was it? Amazon that we brought up the other day just had huge layoffs. Um, right. But but yet the trucking industry is through the roof right now because there's plenty of people buy just no one to move it. So, right. I mean, it's kind of a catch 22 as soon as they get able to be able to start shipping stuff. Are they going to rehire? Are they going to do this? You know, yeah, uh, but I would even say, even with the trucking industry, it's, it's not like they're paying people more. It's not like right. the businesses are more profitable. Right. Like, their economy's down. So, um, yeah, they, it's almost like they don't want, <laughs> they don't, right. they don't want to expand the businesses. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, you're right. It's, but it seems to me what they're doing, like with like the shipping industry is they're branching off to figure out ways that they can do things cheaper. Right. So there's like lower paying jobs in the trucking industry. Like, yeah, for the owner operators, yeah, there's probably more and they could, than they probably could ever actually run. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're trying to figure out ways like that Amazon, uh, the Amazon flex stuff. And they're trying to figure out ways to get things done without utilizing services and contracts. Right. Like it's all like 1099 contract work. Uh, yeah. but they don't want to do those contracts with the shipping companies. Yeah. You know? They used yeah. to have, I mean, as you know, like five, six years ago, um, they had signed up with a great contract with USPS. Right. So, right. Um, and most, of, most of the contracts, you know, for Amazon are going out to Amazon flex, which is private carriers. You know, uh, they sell in blocks, basically delivering packages in blocks. They're like three-hour blocks, five-hour blocks, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then most of the movement is being moved by private enterprise. Um, right. Amazon Relay, you know, which they hire truckers out in the field to basically move their shipments around, you know, from hub to hub. So, I mean, you could see where this is going lately. And that's another thing that just popped up, didn't it? In the, in the news lately is that the USPS just raised prices again or are going to raise prices again. Um, I did catch that like a day before yesterday that there was something on it. I should have been more prepared before I said anything. But, uh, yeah, they are, they are showing to do an increase again. Didn't we just have an increase like three months ago, four months ago in USPS? Um, not, not that I know of. Um, I know they've been trying to hold it off. Yeah. So, but, but they've also haven't been getting as much business. Right. So, right. so there's that too. Okay. Um, one of the things that I heard is, you know, USP, USPS is, is, um, it it's we pay for it uh um, yeah like yeah they do make money but their overhead is not cleared by their margin their profit margin uh so oh, okay. so they're always underwater and yeah i was gonna say it was about i maybe more than five years ago uh yeah. they basically said if they did not get money from congress yeah. They, they would need to go away. 
Huh. They just, wow. they don't have a profitable business. And I actually heard a really nasty reason why um, hmm. that a lot of people aren't going to like. The reason why the USPS is completely unprofitable is because in their industry, they pay sometimes up to over a hundred percent more for the same position that at the private sector does. So if you've got like a delivery truck driver for UPS and he's making 23 an hour, there could be USPS people who are doing the short hauls that are making 40. Yeah. Right. And that's way outside of the industry standard. And they're not going to give that up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What they could do is they just could not give them raises anymore. But even I've even heard that the people who work the desk, yeah, um, they're making good money. Like they make really good money. They make over oh, yeah. twenty dollars an hour. Like when they're Absolutely. starting, yeah. And then and then like um, uh, I did know um, what's that term? What's the term for the? It's not it's not a postmaster. Uh, it's just postal clerk. No, postal no, clerk. no, no. I'm talking above the post. The the uh, person who does security for the state, there's a term for it. Um, I used to Postmaster have. General? Um, no, no, no. Because that would be no. that would be federal. Um, yeah. I'm talking it, within each state. There's a uh, person who is ahead of all of the security and operations. Yeah. And I used to have a personal relationship with the one who was at, working in Arizona um, a decade ago. And yeah. I know for a fact that a decade ago, he was making like $180,000 a year. Uh, and okay. he wasn't even in an executive position. Yeah. And we would make jokes with him like, how did you get that? Job? <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I just kind of, kind of yeah. fell into it. Kind of been doing this for a while. Right. I've been, yeah, you know, working my way up and, and honestly, like the, the mail carriers, they make yeah. really good money, but they work pretty hard. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't rag on them at all because they're, they're doing well, you know, they, a lot of those guys, like we, we've talked about this before in Arizona, they, they, they run, um, you see a lot of them running in vehicles, right? They run to the boxes yeah. in the neighborhoods and the, the, the subdivisions and stuff. But like, you know, growing up in California, you watch the mailman, he pulled into the neighborhood and he right. literally did not go back into his vehicle until the end of his day. That's exactly he, right. He, he'd walk. Yep all day long so that job they were walking carriers right and and that's not bag slung over their shoulder yeah right like that is not easy yeah the one thing i noticed too is start time when i was a kid i never knew of a mailman who didn't start pounding pavement by 8 a.m Right. And I know for a fact that my local post office, they <laughs> barely, they're, they're, whatever their routes are, they're yeah. barely getting out. They'll never get out before 10 o'clock. Most right. of the time they're leaving the, the station, the substation at about 11. Yeah. So no one gets their mail before 11 here where I live. Right. right. 
like, and, and I've been there, right? I've, I've go, went to go run an errand, a drive by a, a gro- like a, the grocery store or whatever. And, and, uh, I'll go, I I'm, I'll watch all of them flood out at the same time. Yeah. And it's always after 10, which is, it's crazy. It's like, man, you're missing a portion of the day. There's no more getting mail at 9 a.m. At least for yeah. me, there's not. I'm sure other places might not run the same way. <laughs> I, I live in Tucson, so, you know, Tucson's like, hey, buddy, we'll get there when yeah. we get there, you know? So there's like a whole, like, laid-back atmosphere here, so. Yeah, you talk about laid-back. <laughs> our, our post office is open from 12 p.m., so noon, to 3.15 p.m. That's it. I mean, we're happy yeah. to have a post office in our little town of Anderson, you know, of only like 140 people. We have our own post office, which is pretty cool. But yeah, we have limited hours. It's it's 12 o'clock to 3.15 p.m. That's it. So you either get your mail or you don't, you know, so that's so the way I'm, I'm kind of following since that is a the probably one of the hottest topics today is the thing about Germany. Yeah. Um, and, and the tanks, um, there was just in the defense minister. Um, he made a statement that in that statement, he, he stated that Germany does not fear Russia, but he is not going to make a decision, a definitive decision on the tanks. Oh, okay. So that is the, the absolute latest. Um, yeah. In, in kind of in other news, uh, Japan has now downgraded COVID-19 at the same level as a seasonal flu. Hmm. That's interesting to hear. It is. Kind it, of the it, first I've heard of that. I don't even know if yeah. this country has anywhere near getting close no, to that. No, there's still hype on it. They're talking right. this new you know 15.4.10. something or other you know new strain that's popping around and this and that you know well, you, nothing- you you know like we're not I, I i don't think it's easy for an american to go to japan right now no no uh, i think it's about the hardest country to get into in asia right now yeah um I, and it I- and it's targeted towards americans yeah they basically think that our handling of COVID is not the way you handle it right. and that our vaccines are all over the place. There's um, no way to know. Um, you know, it's weird too, because the U S kind of is the same way to a lot of countries. Uh, if you try to fly here, uh, they will not let you in the country in the United States, even if you have a passport, or you're coming here on a planned vacation, they will not let you unless you like pass the COVID standards. Right. So, and I've heard that the U S incoming is pretty difficult. U S outgoing. They're like, yeah, we don't really care. Yeah. Just head on out. <laughs> Here's the, a cocktail. Someone, As you brought up about, uh, I hate to backtrack here. Someone just uh, sent me some info here on that Google thing that you talked about earlier, the Google Mm -hmm. to slash 12,000 jobs. And uh, 
Here's a here's some information on it. it says Google's laying off twelve thousand workers, becoming the latest technology company to trim staff after rapid expansions during the COVID nineteen pandemic have worn off. That's pretty much what they're saying. Um, they're saying that in the news in Friday, it was there was an email to staff at the Silicon Valley giant that was also posted on the company's news blog. So, and coming from the CEO has said over the past two years, we've seen periods of dramatic growth uh, to match and fuel that growth. We hired for a different economic reality than the one we face today. So it's pretty, that's dramatic. That's huge. You know, uh, it does go on to say that laid off employees in the U.S. will receive a severance package starting at 16 weeks salary plus two weeks for every additional year at Google, as well as six months of health care, job placement services and immigration support. That's so. I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that's Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good package if you were to be laid off. Um, right. Uh, right. But still, you're laid off. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Any way you look at it. Yeah, you're yeah, laid you're, off. You're, you're, you're still hitting pavement. So Yeah. Um, and severance package aren't really a big thing out there anymore. So when you see a company at least put the effort out towards it, you know, gaining against I'm not saying a giant like that can't afford it, but, um, you know, it's kind of un, unheard of very much anymore for several. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the last, gosh, yeah, I think three out of the four last employers that I've had, right, yeah. have made me sign an agreement where I was waiving all rights. Right. Now, do they exercise that? Usually they don't. They don't yeah. just tell you to get out and hit the street. But yeah. most, what I'm, and because I've worked for larger American companies, I can tell you the, the commonality of that coming from yeah. a large corporate company is going yeah. to be more likely. They're going they're going to want you to sign off on, on their ability to kick you out on your, your, your butt. Right. Yeah. That's exactly the way they're throwing it out there too. And even though, you know, Google came out with this, we had earlier this week where Microsoft announced 10,000 job cuts, um, which was nearly like 5% of its workforce, you know, uh, January, Amazon said it was going to cut 18,000 jobs. Facebook um, knocked off what eleven thousand positions, and you know um, what else? Netflix, Peloton, Twitter—they've all announced sizable layoffs. You know, in the in the recent months, right? So the tech giants now—they've entered the layoff game. That's any way that you you can look at. It. I actually saw something that came out of the of. Uh, Wall Street, um, one of the ana- uh, analysis, I can't remember what his name was, but one of the headlines was that all the tech giants have now entered the layoff game. And that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah, you know, no, it, it is. It is. I, I can I can I can throw a little bit of insight to what I see. 
what yeah. I see is something that you kind of brushed over really quick. Uh, Google said there was a ramp up, a COVID ramp up. Yeah. So I think a lot of the tech companies move to a full remote staff and support. So not only was the staff remote, but the support was remote. So right. customers that they used to say fly into and do the services in an in-person visit are were then switched to remote. So they beefed up the remote staff. And then as COVID's wearing off and the need for a remote is not as necessary, they're kind of yeah. figuring out that they didn't need to hire any of those people. And right. they're also figuring out that they don't need as many people as they did pre-COVID. That's right. going to, so it's even scarier than just say, oh, it's a COVID influx and they're going back to the original. No, they figured out that they could actually pay people less to work yeah. remote. And that's what's going on. Even when we were talking about the delivery stuff, same thing with Amazon Flex. They figured out that they can pay people less than their major contractors and their full-time employees that people will work yeah. full uh, part-time and they'll take a cut just to get, yeah. just to get work. So, yep. Tech jobs are dropping. And you know what I see on the rise is the workforce, the actual down and dirty workforce. Um, they announced here in Alaska. Um, I see this popping up all the time. Every time I turn around, I see a new, uh, a new something popping up here in Alaska. Like um, there was like 84 new jobs that just popped up for on the pipeline, which is pretty awesome. You know, that employs a lot of Alaskans here and it's big money here, huge money that comes in. Um, I'm seeing it in the travel industry here in Alaska. Things are ramping up already for it. You know, we're already looking at, at springtime travel coming in. Um, last year was pretty bad when it came to, uh, filling positions in certain areas. Um, the hospitality industry was hurting. The driver industry was hurting here in Alaska. So there's not going to be, I can't see us having a shortage of, you know, the blue collar workforce, um, so to speak. Is that what you would call it? Um, yeah, yeah, but I would also, you know, stress that a lot of these industries, um, they're bouncing back because of COVID. Right. And because COVID is becoming less and less of a concern for, we'll call it the average Joe. Yeah. Um, so they're hiring back, but at the same time, they're hiring back for positions that they had years ago. Right. Um, and I mean, you could look at the job numbers. Uh, if the job numbers bounce back, the U.S. job numbers, but they haven't grown. Right. We're not employing more people than we did um, by percentage. Yeah. Like none of those numbers. They haven't gone super negative for about, I think, about a year now. Yeah. Um, but they're still not great. And, you know, also to the way the U.S. government tracks, they they exclude people who are unemployed, like yeah. actually unemployed pass unemployment. Yeah. So. Um, 
<laughs> it is. It's right. It's a crazy so, world. You so know, if, you, if you've been unemployed for like, say, six months or something like that, uh, yeah. the U.S. government actually does not care about you. You are yeah. nothing to them. Literally nothing. They won't even count yeah. you anymore. Yeah. You basically you have fallen off of their radar completely. Yeah. Um, okay. And those and, the, and that all those numbers are 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 pretty concerning for the growth of the country, right? That's right. That's that's pretty concerning. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a breaking news for you here. What's uh, that? Here's one. I don't think you have this one on the list, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. U.S. Customs officials are cracking down on egg smuggling. I kid you not. Yeah, but, I heard this. This was being covered yesterday quite a bit. Was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let me go yeah. and throw that out there right now. Uh, with egg prices soaring in the U.S. over the last year, more Americans are crossing into Mexico to buy food items and trying to sneak cartons of raw eggs along with areas of the southern border, including California and Texas. Um, a statement put out by them was saying, uh, we are seeing an increase in people attempting to cross eggs from Juarez to El Paso because they are significantly less expensive in Mexico than the U.S. U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokesman Roger Mayer told, uh, told someone that uh, this is also occurring with added frequency at other southwest border locations. So since egg prices have soared 60% in the last year, um, we've got a new racket out there. It's smuggling eggs. It's egg smuggling. <laughs> yeah, there's um, even a story about Canada. Yeah. Was there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're even smuggling from Canada. Yeah. So. Um, well. <laughs> I mean, here we go again, right? Now we got, now we got coyotes going to be smuggling eggs i mean think about it um, so, from what uh, i understood the the mexico border thing was a lot of people that didn't understand they couldn't do that yeah um because well, it's not necessarily a a, a, a solid no that you can't yeah. bring food from mexico Right. It's not a well, solid no. It's a no, it, but it's not a solid no, if you know well, what I mean. Like, here, you can bring back candy, right? Yeah. Here's, here's the federal law. The federal law prohibits travelers from bringing certain agricultural products, including eggs, as well as live chickens and turkeys, into the U.S. because they may carry plant, pest, and foreign animal diseases. And that was according to the customs rules. Eggs from Mexico have been banned from entering the U.S. since 2012, according to the USDA. Cooked eggs are allowable under USDA guidelines. It also says here that the number of incidents in which raw eggs were confiscated at the U.S. borders jumped more than 100% during the final three months of 2022 compared to the same period a year ago. And that was direct from a from a border report. Um, they're showing that the price for a thirty count carton of eggs is about three dollars and forty cents, according to the border patrol. So, there you have it. Maybe that's why they didn't mention Arizona. We're not that much more. You could probably, um, because I saw I saw 30? eggs for 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 like 
maybe just under five by cents, five dollars. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe that's why people aren't really doing that here in Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, if you buy like the jumbo, like triple A, right? Uh, you know, boutique farm egg here in Arizona, you're spending about nine fifty. <laughs> right. Um, but your standard ones, they're they're going to be, I'd say for the most part, they're between four dollars and eighty cents and seven bucks. Right, they're in that range. Um, and like I said, hard boiled eggs are three bucks a dozen. Yeah, uh, yeah, you found dozen, them. Which doesn't make day. any sense at all. So it's actually cheaper than Mexico to just buy right. hard boiled eggs at the store. So right, and they're oh, talking what that crazy uh, business, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, their their numbers are showing that nearly 58 million birds have been infected with the disease, while more than 43 million egg-laying hens have been slaughtered, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, making it the deadliest avian flu outbreak in American history. So that's what they are saying. Um, they're still investigating, according to uh, uh, USDA and they're investigating what caused the outbreak. Um, as everything, you know, coming across the border, uh, if you're entering the U.S., you must declare pretty much everything, you know, to including eggs, <laughs> anything that has to do with agricultural, you know. So we do have some stuff out there that's uh, going crazy. That's crazy in the news. I never even thought about right. that. You know, I thought about it yeah. when someone shot it for me for the news line this morning of going, Wow, we're smuggling I, I, we're, we're smuggling eggs, dude. <laughs> I've heard the news twisted a little conspiracy like conspiracy kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and I immediately just knowing, I mean I live not far, you know, I don't live that very far right. from the border. Um I immediately go, yeah, it's not a conspiracy. That's no. just people being invented. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I mean, right. Like that's, I, I, I mean, if I lived in Nogales for a 30 pack flat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I lived, I, I, if I lived in Nogales, like I would probably go into Mexico to buy all kinds of things cheaper that I might need. Right. So years ago, we used to go there for, you know, we used to cross the border over in Tijuana. Tijuana was people do it for gas. Right. Yeah, in the old yeah. days we did. Yeah, we used to do it yeah. for gas. You could get gas cheap, like, you know, almost 50% less than, uh, you know, on the San Diego side. The only thing you did have to do was you used to have to take an old pair of nylon, slip it over the end of the of the nozzle so you could strain the gas on the way through. I don't know if you knew that or not, but <laughs> I'm sure things probably have changed by now. But you you never know. But I can remember being younger was, you know, hey, let's go to Tijuana. You'd go over to Tijuana. You could have, you know, cocktails at that age. You could do, you know, you eat, you hang out, you know, and and you got gas while you were over there. Can you you play? Can you play a clip? Sure. If I send it to you. Um, There's a lot of ruckus over uh, a clip from Kamala Harris. Okay. Uh, you shoot it over to me. Uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of like uh, you know laughing emojis going along right. here. So so let shoot me see if I. Me. 
Yeah, I'm going to shoot it over right now. We'll see if we can get this up live on the air. Breaking news from Kamala Harris. Okay. Um, and and see uh, what what wonderful intellectual insight she's going to give us this morning. Because <laughs> that's kind of the the vibe. Do it, the, do it. Right. So so I've got I've got that headed over. Um, okay. Uh, also wanted to say so Germany's cut crazy today. There's a most of the news is coming out of Germany. It's either about the uh, the tanks, but there's also a lot of news that yeah. their government is like blown away by the increase in the yeah. mortality rate of their citizens. Really? They're okay. getting just this huge die off. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of people passing away. The numbers are accelerated. Um, the institutions are looking into it. Um, yeah. 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 I just thought okay. I would. Let's, let's take a look at this clip here. Let's see if it's, uh, let me see if you're, are you able to hear it? Scott? Uh, I just heard you. Okay. Hang on a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there a clip on that somewhere else that you can send me a link to? Coming over in an MP4. I'm having a little bit of difficulty doing it. No, no. that That's that's the way that it, it came through on all the feeds. Get it? Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can throw you a link. Okay. And see if we can get that up. And I'll just, here, I'll, I'll do this if we have luck here. Okay. Mm. Hello, Yancey. Good morning, my friend. How are you today? <laughs> okay, let's take a listen to this message here. Okay, I got it here. This should be able to. Let me know if you can hear this, Scott. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. That it? Nope, I'm not, not, nope okay. I'm not hearing anything. I can fix that right now. Let's go ahead and do a little techie here. I'm going to go ahead and shoot it over to here. Da, 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 da. I can do this. We got this easy. Okay, here you go. Here's that clip that uh, Scott has just talked about, about Kamala Harris, and here we go. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it, every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. <laughs> okay. Scott, you there? What? Did you catch all that? Yeah, yeah. I 
Yeah. I got it. The, I got the, it. Um, is it, hold is it on. the transmission lines? Yeah. Ho- ho- hold on. I, I, I think, um, was it, is this PBS? Where, where, <laughs> is that Sesame Street? Like, Sesame <laughs> Street. The Muppets are coming. <laughs> I was waiting for her to talk about how magical electricity is. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Right. Well, well I, I thought I'd share. I, I was like, it's, it's lighthearted. Um, oh, by, absolutely. By, by, by the way, um, uh, what was it? Was it the link that you ended up playing, or the download that I sent through email? No, I actually, I actually played the link for it. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just just asking for free future reference, right? Like, yeah, we... absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just blew me away. Totally blew me away right there. Um, wow. Okay. And so where he, was that taken at? Where where did I, she? I, I I don't I don't know, but I mean, you you saw the video. It, it looked fairly professional. It, this was an actual, um, yeah, official news conference. Uh, yeah, it was it not is. in front of. It was not in front of, front of your local preschool, if that's what you're asking. No, no, I, 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 that's what I'm reading. I'm reading the headlines here. It says Kamala Harris explains electricity in kindergarten language. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, guys. I got nothing. I mean, what what is this world coming to? You know, right, I mean, right. Uh, all you all you hear in the background is, uh, I mean, this is every time I I think of someone coming out on the air that is supposed to be, you know, respectable and high up and and giving us actually something we can go on all i hear in the background is this and there you go i mean think about it scott this is what it has come down to right i I mean i i i got nothing i got totally nothing Let me fade that out here. I so, just, I, so I, I've got, I've got. This is breaking out of, uh, out of Germany right now. There yeah. are protesters in front of the chancellor's office there. Yeah, and um, and I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll send you a clip of what's happening there live. Okay. Um, let let me way. comment on this real quick. Yancy just commented. Uh, that's how stupid she thinks we are, that we have to be spoken down to. Please, ma'am, use small words for my tiny peasant brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yancy. By the way, let me go ahead and, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do this a little early today. Let me go ahead and open in the lines. I'll open the call lines in in case anyone has any comments or would like to join in on live air okay uh the lines are open okay go ahead scott did you send me something else here yeah i it's it's just an audio clip of what it sounds like outside of the chancellor's office there in germany right now okay and and that's and that's current that uh let's see when this clip was sent over um geez that was an hour ago an hour ago 
Yeah. Okay. So this and this this is this is pretty much one of the hottest things. Is like I said, Ger- Germany's got all kinds of discussions going on right now. They're all over the news. Right. So. Right. Okay. Here is the headline. Should I tell them the headline on this clip before I play it? Go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Live center. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the clip that was just sent to me right now uh, uh, that you're going to hear. And protesters are in front of the German chancellor's office in Berlin, and they are chanting, free the leopards now. I kid you not. Here you go. Here's that clip. Wow. Free the leopards now. Where did uh, yeah. where do you go with that? I mean uh, I, you know what? I, you know at least they changed the name of their tank from Panzer to to, to Leopard. <laughs> like, I mean, at least they're not using the old, you know, World War II Nazi regime names. Right, right. You know, that, that would even be more disturbing. Um, and yeah. one of the reasons why uh, I'm even making that comment is because it's like recreating a moment that's already happened in history. Uh, during World War II, the German tanks rolled into the Ukraine. Yeah. And initiated one of the largest mass extinctions of a Jewish population out of any country during World War II. Like there was more people killed in the Ukraine in one day than any other country during World War II. And it happened the same way. And the reason that Germany justified that action during World War II was they yeah. said it was to stop the Russians. So there's even verbiage that, so a lot of people are like, wait a minute, I don't know if we're getting too close to home or too close to, you know, repeating some of the same wor- verbiage and, and it sounds right. familiar. Like, didn't I read this in a history book? Like, right. um, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, People talk about this stuff with with the Ukraine. Obviously, both of these countries are awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some. They're, they're like they're like different degrees of dictatorships without free government. So yeah, um, one of them's a lot bigger than the other. That's <laughs> to me, that's pretty much it. One of them's yeah. a bigger nasty than little nasty. Right. You know, it's like did, did you uh, just hear that thump? on my mic i don't know how i just did that (laughs) you hit what you hit your forehead on the (laughs) i did (laughs) i did i just did a i just did a homer simpson i totally just did the don't (laughs) lean forward to get something on the back side of the desk and walked right into my mic there you go there's some comedy coming at you this morning (laughs) right right Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? What else do you have in the list? I'll I'll let you go with one since I just threw out the egg one. Watch out for those egg smugglers. That's a big headline news right now. 
<laughs> we're he- we're we're smuggling eggs across the border. Okay, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> um, I I think I'd have to like kind of like switch over to just kind of things that are happening internationally. Um, yeah, there was an American military base that was attacked today in Syria. And oh, okay. um, if you if you follow any of the news from that region um, in Syria, the, the U.S. military bases, um, this has been going on for like six months uh, that that these U.S. bases are being attacked. They're getting, you know, missile and weapons are being fired on them. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's just not a good region. Um right now and i don't think we're really talking about it it's almost like five years ago if this was going on in afghanistan it would be making headline news but in syria yeah. it's not really seem like it's very popping in our local news um, yeah so yeah but basically it's that area so you go syria iraq and jordan it's like almost this like there's still a lot of activity in that triangle right so absolutely um but yeah, that that happened this morning. A um, lot of suicide drones uh, are hot in Odessa and Kiev uh, this yeah. morning. Um, so, yep, uh, here here was a, a statement that the Russian army continues to advance on the eastern front and now also on the southern front with the occupation this morning of several towns, including Lubkov. This brings the Russian army to a distance of 35 kilometers from the important city of Zaporizhia. And oh, wow. I know I butchered that. This is why there is also a panic is... in the West and a yeah. rapid delivery of weapons for fear that the Russian army will continue to advance. Ah. There so. you go. Yeah, and Hansi just put it out there. The Middle East obviously isn't profitable right now, so Eastern Europe is in the focus I, of money. <laughs> I 100% agree, but you know, absolutely, we've got, we've got we've got our own soldiers there, and people are shooting weapons at them like they're being attacked. Why right. news? Um, <laughs> so, All right, uh, and then and then latest. This is uh, com- coming out of Israel. Watching the uh, the German tank uh news coming over uh the free the leopards right right uh it was put out in israeli news this morning ukraine is disappointed that germany will not transfer leopard tanks to kiev and also forbade some countries to do so the germans decided that they will send their their tanks only if the u.s will send their m1 abrams tanks um Uh, we heard that news yesterday yeah um but but it's coming out this morning also Okay. All right. I got one more for you here. I'm going to, since we're kind of doing this flip-flop thing, um, here's a good one for you. First of all, um, sorry to all the T-Mobile customers out there. Are you still T-Mobile? Me? Yeah. 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 I'm T-Mobile. You are? Okay. Well, I'm surprised you didn't get an email. Um, <laughs> this was just announced this morning that hackers stole data on 37 million T-Mobile customers. This is a massive hack in the second in less than two years on the telecom company. Did you catch that one? No. No, you didn't yet. No. Okay. 
Hackers were reportable able to access the data through a single application programming interface. For those that don't know what that is, uh, shortened up, it's an API, a software that allows multiple computer programs to communicate with one another. The bad actors broke into T-Mobile's API without authorization, and in soon, they basically hacked in and stole the data on 37 million T-Mobile customers. How's that one for you? Sounds like a $30 check in the mail in two years. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to be part of that lawsuit. Here's a box of chiclets for you. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the one the uh the uh credit the credit one there was that like credit <laughs> agency that took yeah. like seven years and like i think i think almost most cents. most people in america got like a an 11 dollar check in the mail like five yeah. or six years later like if Here, you had Super Bowl looked your, yeah if you looked your credit up at any point during those years right um, yeah. <laughs> Crazy news out there. I I knew I was I wasn't targeting you, Scott. I just happened to know that I think thought that you were still on T-Mobile. Um <laughs> Well, let, let's let's put it this way. Um if you have anything that is uh Google, yeah. At some point you've been hacked, right? Um multiple times. The, yeah, if you've been on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Keep your checks and eggs. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. I love it. Keep your checks and send uh, some eggs. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You, you've a lot of, everybody's been hacked at some point. Um, oh yeah. Look at, look at the amount of people that get hacked on Facebook. I, I think about that and, um, you know, I see friend requests pop up all the time. I'm like, why would I need another friend request from you? You're already on there. Then five minutes later, you say you see them post, I've been hacked. I mean, how many Facebook posts get hacked on a daily basis here in the U.S.? It's crazy. I, have yeah. you ever been hacked on Facebook? Uh, no, not not personally, no. No, I haven't either. Obviously, no, but I, I know people who I know people who have and I've I've like kind of, you know, sidelined the process of being hacked on Facebook. I've had um, my Netflix account hacked. I've had my Hulu account hacked, which is kind of weird. Really? Kind of the same thing. Yeah. 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 About three years ago. And, and yeah. the crazy part, it was within the same year. It was so it was like they were like six to eight months apart from each other. Yeah. When I got hacked and they hack you. And the only thing they do is watch TV. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. I mean, what are you going to say? Right. <laughs> right. Like a huge waste of time. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, there is news like big headline news about uh, Facebook. Yeah. So um, the meta. the line, yeah, Meta, and now is allowing 
the the Azov regiment to promote Nazism on their platforms. Really? Yeah. So they're allowed. They're they're used to be on a list of extremism on Meta yeah. in the Meta universe, yeah. and they now have been uh, that extremism uh, mark mark has been removed from the Azov regime. Um, so that's, I saw a little bit of this coming through yesterday. Um, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it cause I was actually like, eh, maybe that's not the full story. Um, right. So, uh, and so people are saying a lot of things. Um, it used to be considered a dangerous organization and it was forbidden to publish content on all meta platforms. It was considered to be a representative of a terrorist organization that promoted Nazism and was unsafe for any internet resources or publications. Mentioning them could actually get you deleted at one point on Facebook. Yeah. Um, they, uh, that it's saying that uh, meta corporation officials over the last year have become more Russia phobic um, and have started to, enact absurd policies um the official permission to publish blatantly extreme materials by representatives of the Azov is a new stage um in the rehabilitation of fascism while the collective west is actively engaged the company hypocritically explained its decision to legalize the followers of german fascists in the information space by a change of circumstances and has yeah. referred to that change as the conflict in the Ukraine. Uh, so, yeah. and if, um, if, if anybody has a, like a quick question, uh, Banderas, uh, the Azov regime, uh, has been, was originally created as a tribute to a man named Banderas. Uh, he was a Ukrainian man who worked for the Nazis in world war two. And he was yeah. in charge of the Jewish extermination in that region. Oh, um, okay. And and when I was talking about that, they held the record during World War II. Um, yeah, it was under Banderas's order, and it was like sixty thousand in a day. Wow. Okay. So, um, is ab- absolute like yeah, obviously huge part of the Holocaust. Um, uh, one of the connections I have with the Ukraine, um is I've done work with a Jewish family and friends and a a local organization that does like uh, counseling and trauma for victims. And they do it all through Arizona. Uh, um, If you go into their lobby, they have all of these quotes about the families of people who died during the Holocaust. And I would say about 50% of those tiles that line an entire wall in their lobby are from people who are from the Ukraine. Uh, And it's like kind of what you don't expect because I guess most people just think the Holocaust, they think of the uh, concentration camps and they think of Poland. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, there's, there's also Holocaust occurred without the concentration camp. And I mean, you're talking about millions. So yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. So okay. now you have to have happy news because I went, I went dark. I, you went dark, man. You went real dark. I know, I know. Okay, I, know. I got happy news like, here. 
I, I got happy news. I, I can follow up. You, you know, I, I can always follow up with something. All right. In, uh, in the news right now, here's your fun news. Pizza Hut attempts to set record for world's biggest pizza. I don't know if you caught that one or not. Um, they just did a big relaunch of the big New Yorker pizza. You know, um, I don't know if you remember that uh, big cheese and pepperoni pizza with foldable slices. Um, it was meant to be on the go. Uh, they kind of called it the Manhattan style. So they wanted to find a way to celebrate the news. So they are currently in the making right now at the LA convention center, um, that they would break the world, the Guinness book, of world record for the biggest pizza, um, it says that the to complete the tax, uh, workers put down layers of dough first. Tomato sauce is painted on. Then toppings are added. Once everything is set, enormous heat lamps will be there to cook the pizza. In total, it'll be 13,653 pounds estimated of dough. Almost 5,000 pounds of pizza sauce, 8,800 pounds of cheese, and roughly... 631,000 pieces of pepperoni are going into making this pizza. There's your happy news. Um, it also says uh, that once the pizza is completed and uh, documented for the Guinness Book of World Records, it's 68,000 slices will be donated to local food banks. They, uh, they were quoted saying that we were the first to deliver pizza we're the first to take an order over the internet, um, and we've always done big, exciting things. And so breaking the world record for the world's largest pizza just felt like the right thing to do and celebrate bringing back our largest pizza. So there's your there's your fun news for that. You got anything on that? No, no, <laughs> no. Grab the, no. Grab the sauce mat, the sauce mop. <laughs> I just look right, right, right. That's that's, that's good. <laughs> oh man you know what's funny is i've seen so many pizza huts close around the u.s lately um that it's crazy i mean i can think of i can remember when pizza huts used to be you know when i was young we used to go to to we had pizza kitchens we had pizza huts we had shaky's pizza Right. Yeah. Shakey's very, okay. very similar to the historic platform of Pizza Hut. Right. Right. But back yeah. then they used to show movies at the same time, too. They had a separate arcade for the kids. You know, I mean, it was it was kind of a family go to spot in the old there, days. There hasn't been a reduction of Pizza Hut here. And no. I think the reason why is because um, they they the app. The app. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, so I would say that Domino's and, and Pizza Hut are like right there doing their thing because of yeah. the app, just because right. of the app. Yeah, um, Susie just posted, I want pizza now. Thanks a lot. Good. Yeah, yeah I kind of do. I kind of do, too. I'm like, <laughs> you, 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 you mentioned, um, gosh, what is it? What are they called? Oh, Detroit, right? You mentioned yeah. you said New York, Manhattan, and I was thinking I, you reminded me pizza has a Detroit pizza. Yeah. And the Detroit pizza is the sauce goes on top. 
So they do, it's cheese bread with meat right. in, on it. And then they, yeah. they, they slap the, the sauce on top. I actually really like it. I know yeah. it's kind of weird, you know, it's some the upside people may, down pizza. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like that's a kind of Detroit style. Um, right. But yeah, they actually have that. So, yeah. No, you you Go ahead. No, no, you you, you go ahead. Um, Matter of fact, Yancey just touched on it. There's been an explosion of carryout delivery only pizza places here. Right. And if you've noticed, I've seen a lot of commercials. I think it's Domino's now that if you do a carryout pizza, they give you a $3 tip. Have you seen that, Scott? No, no, I, I haven't. No? I haven't okay. seen that. Um, we, we, well, we we're, we're seeing commercial. You, uh, to where I live in Tucson, um, what he's talking yeah. about, what I think he's talking about, is you've got local places that have been expanding like crazy that are literally yeah. like those old school where you walk in and there's just like a counter. So they're really just built for carryout, like kind like of like the old Little Caesars. Places. Yeah, yeah, like like Little Caesars, yeah. and but like yeah, we've got a lot of those here that they're doing things a little more, you know, um, normal. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> like you got you got like in the degree of pizza, right? Right. Like Little Caesars pizza is like as basically as fake as you can get. It's like yeah. a a slight step better than a uh, you know a frozen pizza. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, then, and then you and then you roll into the pizza hut and Domino's, and then you roll into yeah. what, all the local stuff that we have here and we've got really right. good carry out pizza from local pizzerias we've got everything right. from traditional italian um yeah. which i'll be honest with you i don't really care for i'm actually i'm, I'm italian and i really don't care for traditional italian pizza it's it's yeah. just bread to me um, it's, it's bread with some stuff thrown on it. Um, yeah. but like, we, yeah, we've had places that like actually have chefs, like, like known chefs that are local that own, um, regional local pizza places here. So right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you All made right. me, you made me think about something, um, uh, Domino's. Yeah. They had, they had the, the, the Rolex program. Like, yeah, I always thought that was really cool. Like, so if you're, your your store, if you were a store manager for Domino's and you made the sales quota for your region, they yeah. would literally send you a, a Rolex date just, um, really? Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's thousands of them. They weren't like an unobtainable price. We're not talking about a Harrier jet from Pepsi. Like, right fake (laughs) (laughs) there are hundreds like if you go on ebay i guarantee you're gonna find a domino's pizza rolex and you people will go oh is that fake no it's totally not fake those are (laughs) real rolexes those dials were printed in switzerland wow yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Yancey just posted their small footprint locations and reduction of overhead must be the mentality. Absolutely. Because we are seeing those little pop-ups everywhere. There's drive-through only places. Yeah. Um, 
I heard that Wendy's was doing that. Uh, there's little pop-up locations that don't have a dining room. Um, we've seen that a lot in, well, you and I, Scott, have seen it in the banking world change, right? We've seen right. Uh, tellerless banks. <laughs> you think it's a bank, you pull up, you walk in, and there's nothing but ITMs in there. Um, yeah. Not ATMs, but ITMs, basically. Uh, interactive I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something that ha- that's been happening those are going away are they really yeah yeah there's barely any of those open and you remember they were calling it cafe banking yeah cafe banking yeah Yeah, that's that 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 trend is not as long gone it's it's just not hot anymore i think Uh, capital one opened up it was capital one that did the cafe and then and yeah chase had uh cafe banking like in the seattle area they bought uh wamu yeah. and they converted a lot of the washington mutuals to these like cafe kind of things like where you go in there might be one worker there they're like hey how you doing i have this cup of coffee you know and, and then and 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 go stare at a computer screen to get your banking done right um, so it's just it's just kind of it's a it's a strange format and I think it works in some places. I think it works yeah. if you you're in a downtown area. I mean, think about if you work downtown, you walk over to the bank, you get your stuff done, you walk out. Um, right. But you know, in your suburban places where you've got you know more of a suburban population, I yeah, I, think I don't want to hang out shy. with ATMs. Yeah, no one wants to hang out at a bank. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Not unless it's around Halloween where you can fill your pockets full of candy. That's about it. Other Do you than want that, me to blow your mind on a really bad, uh, well, actually, I don't want to call it a really bad opinion, but just something that, that I I have I have an opinion about all of a sudden. What's that? Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and okay. I'm going to just, just see how this goes. Um, when's the last time you bought a gift card? eight years plus okay so you're not a gift card buyer no not really no you get you get them though i do at times i find it i find it okay to get it for people that are hard to shop for okay so you bought them i have i have but generally i'll just send it to them you know online transaction wise I won't okay. physically like go into a store and stare at the spinning cat carousel picking off, you know, um, gift cards. It's just not okay. my thing. So did I shoot you down by saying that? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. You're, you're, you're right in the mix. Um, okay. Go who ahead. do you think, who do you think sells the most gift cards? I'm going to say probably, uh, Starbucks. Wow, you you're right on the money there. Am I? Yeah. 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 I would one, I would say one point one point six billion. Yeah. Yeah. 1. I six I, billion a year. I know this for a fact because of in previous, you know, when we were engineers back then back in the day, Scott, you remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 a client of ours. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> at one time. Uh spending yeah. time um working on their fast routers, this and that, and being close to the window, I saw so many payments being made with gift cards. And that's what triggered it in my mind. Was just 
it was like one car after another, gift card, gift card, gift card. If it wasn't a gift card, they were using mobile pay with their phone. You know, it was like, here, bump, you're done. Okay. So I read an article about the worst bank practices in the world. Okay. And I expected to see some crazy stuff like, you know, like a bank somewhere that was supporting terrorism or something like that. Right. Right. No, no. On top of the list was Starbucks. Really? Yeah, because basically, what they do when you would you buy a gift card? You're yeah. Actually, uh, you're actually initiating a loan that you're the holder of the loan, or or they're the holder of the loan. You're giving yeah. Starbucks a loan. That's what you're doing with no so interest. Making money off of it. Basically. No, they're 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 not making money, but they're borrowing money from you and they're not paying you interest. Right, correct, because that's that's how gift cards work. You're you're basically putting it out on you're you're paying for something that is mystical. And unless right. you use it, that's not reality. Yeah, it's like it's like when you know how people when they they talk about the taxes and they go right. Well, basically, if you don't claim or you don't balance out your taxes at the end of the year by how how much you claim or whatnot, you're basically just giving the U.S. government a loan for one year. Right. Right. Like that whole that whole like thought pattern. So Starbucks is getting a loan in uh, 22. They received a loan from the American people and their supporters for $1.6 billion. That's because of gift certificates being out there and floating that have not been used. So for those people who I hear, and I hear this all the time, like tax the rich and down with the corporations, stop buying gift cards if you actually believe in it. With you, don't (laughs) buy a gift card because in a weird way, I think all those people don't really understand that process. Right. Um, and, and obviously I don't want to like, you know, on face, right. Give a loan to a corporation. Right. Yancey just posted wanna do. <laughs> Starbucks has a government subsidy. Neato. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Let me, let me tell you a story. Okay. Here's something that really shocked me in Okay, I'm going to say this was in 2014. I was digging through some stuff, and I had found a honey-baked gift certificate for $75. Okay? I looked at it, and it was from 2001 was the stamp date on this gift certificate. So I had taken this, and I was in Arizona at the time, I had taken that gift certificate from 2001 to 2014 and went to the Honey Baked Ham store. And I handed it to them and they looked at it and they said, wow, we should almost frame this one. This is the oldest one we've seen. But just so you know, our gift certificates never, never, and I repeat, never expire. That's why they have a gold steel gold seal and a stamp on them with a serial number on them. Check that out. You want to, you want to know some insight? Tell me. 
it's illegal to not accept it. It's illegal not to accept it, huh? Any gift card. Yeah. Yeah, any gift card, especially with gift cards, <laughs> it's <can't> illegal. <laughs> and then you were given... <laughs> They're like, we have to match it with the year. They're like, this one's... We're going to give you one a is, AM from this 2000. Is, this is called our cured reserve. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. I appreciate that one. Yeah, we're going to give you... This is this is aged prosciutto that is uh, on a spiral hawk. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I kid you not, that gift certificate was thirteen years old. Walked in, and I think I got the ham for like I don't know Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. You ever been to a honey baked ham store around the around the holidays? Yeah, I was I was going to say prior prior to the year that you're talking about. Um, yeah. In 2013, from 2013 to like 2003 for like 10 years, I got a $25 gift certificate to the Honey Baked Ham store every year. Yeah. Uh, that Christmas is, time. And yeah. and and I was like I just go in there and I slap it down on the counter and I just go, "How many jars of pickles can I get?" <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, to like, unless you, I mean, obviously, they're they're really good hams are a little bit of Absolutely. money, and twenty five dollars is like, that's eh, a good getting percentage. A, a third. Off. Yeah, you're getting yeah, a third it's, of it's a good, ham. Yeah, it's a good yeah. percentage off, but at the same time, it's like I didn't want to spend any extra money. Like, if you if if you want to be savvy and make the ham yourself, you know, you could do pretty close to the job that they do with yeah. the effort, right? Right, the effort. Yeah. You know? That's the that's the key word though. You said effort. How many people right. want to do effort around the holidays? Well, how many people want to like bake a ham for five to ten hours? Right. I, I know you don't have to do it that long, but you know they're they're also they have like a what they do have a curing process, and that curing Absolutely. process. There's no way that you could do that at your house i mean it's not like you're gonna have like this is the room where i hang hang up my ham hawks <laughs> I, I, I hang my hawk yeah. <laughs> like you have yeah. to set it and forget it yeah that's right <laughs> uh, instapot <laughs> oh boy no, I, I just, I find it funny. Um, it's funny that I, I, I knew that about Starbucks, but I never thought about it because basically when you're paying for, you know, think about how many lost um, cards are out there that people receive as gifts, you know, throw in their ashtray, throw in their glove compartment or whatever, and forget about them. And they don't find them till like, like, dump the car or something you know that's money that is spent that they have accrued and basically they're not have to pay any service for it right i mean that's uh uh yeah uh susie just posted i do just because i want to eat and my chef is mia with the dishwasher and the maid <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Yancey just posted, we're just starting giving U.S. Treasury vouchers for Christmas. It's easier. <laughs> cash. Um, you know what's funny? As he brought that up, have you seen how many commercials are out there 
talking about using cash instead of debit cards or credit cards are you seeing those down there in tucson no alaska's tv is flooded flooded with them why for i you know what point i don't know let let me see if i can find something on it do you got any some some federal reserve simping yeah i i don't know (laughs) i don't know let me see if i can find anything well i'm sure you're gonna find a lot that's the problem yeah um i'm just Just like just like just like us we're gonna have a lot of opinions on that take and yeah you know something about opinions and assholes i don't remember (laughs) you, you know i was i was trying to see if there happened to be anything on that but i don't see anything right now um i i was gonna give you i was gonna give you some some alien news how about that alien news is this like yeah like okay what what, what's hot what's hot in the the ufo topics um okay a a recently written out interview uh from 1993 has been unearthed it's from a dr shirley wright uh she used to as what i'm reading is that she used to be a staff member of albert einstein's team okay she was one of the only doctors selected to do a top secret investigation of the roswell incident that's the latest and greatest from the roswell (laughs) new mexico saga yeah so and and supposedly yeah they had a they had a panel and they were they were pulling people from the private sector to talk about what happened there we don't know and she also was forbidden to talk about it even at that late stage in her life she just said that she was part of it, but that's the 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 latest and greatest. And you know, the I'm latest. a slight fan fan of Roswell. Maybe not as much for the aliens, but but just Roswell in general. I know when you went on July Fourth. I mean, you had an incredible yeah, yeah. Time. It's a great town you, town you to face, go to on the fourth. Face, yeah, yeah. You Facetimed with me and was walking down the street, and I mean, what a cool place. Uh, I I actually added that to my bucket list um look at yancey wrote i i yeah. have read that i i i did read that yeah yeah there you go have you guys ever heard of richard nixon showing jackie gleason proof of aliens during a drinking binge yeah um <laughs> so much there's so much i mean i got I got nothing. I have honestly seen some stuff. You know it. I know it. Um, I've seen some stuff. I mean, I was sitting in the restaurant, the Rustler's Roost. You know where that's at, right, Scott? In Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up on the hill in Tempe. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, South Mountain. I was in there out on the patio having dinner when the Phoenix lights began out there. I literally watched the pattern of the planes coming into Sky Harbor change when that was going on. I mean, <laughs> that was an odd one. I that was crazy seeing the Phoenix lights happen. 
you know everyone yeah, knows and, that and, story and and living in phoenix like at that you know not at that time but when i moved to phoenix yeah it's like weird you, you make quite a few people that like to talk about it but almost yeah. anyone who lived there they're not like dismisses dismissive of of it they're right like even if they don't they they completely are never ever ever going to believe in any to anything that's alien right they're yeah. going to say yeah there were totally strange lights in the sky absolutely that's going to be the gimme um yeah so like and and i i'm kind of i'm kind of i like to hear from both people so i try yeah. to like stay out of opinions when it comes to uh ufo sightings and stuff i just like to right. hear everything though i think it's neat um it is i, I think a um, lot of people are it's entertaining it's very entertaining like you know it's yeah it, it's 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 fun to to hear these people's stories i don't know about um that guy here i've met him uh travis uh travis watson walking was this Walken. i think it, uh yeah. the 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 stuff in the sky guy uh the guy from up yeah. in like what snowflake or whatever it was yeah yeah um, um I, yeah i met i met him in roswell when i was there oh and it you? was like i like i'm not like I, I wasn't like a fan or anything he was sitting and nobody was coming to his like table where he was talking and i went over there and i'm with my son and i was like hey how you doing and then he like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, nice to meet you. That kind of thing. Right, right. You know, um, it's like this guy. This guy was taken up in a spaceship, supposedly, and you know, poked and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is when the Phoenix Lights happened, I actually after dinner I went back to my office. Okay. I headed over to my office, uh, which my office was, I had an office at uh, one of the airports in Mesa, okay, where I had some planes there. And I happened to run into a friend of mine named Mark. Now, Mark was running transit for USPS at the time. He was running the mail run from Burbank to Phoenix. And he walks in, he goes, dude, I have no idea what I just saw. <laughs> He just had this look on his face like like he'd just been hit with a stick. He goes, I flew in, I saw it, I came in, I was I was running through, I was rerouted coming, you know, through class B coming over to over PHX, and he says, I don't know what I just saw, you know. Um there's a and I remember it well. I said, dude, I was sitting at Rustler's Roost eating dinner watching it as it came in he goes yeah man I, I was on with albuquerque center and they rerouted me around phoenix sky harbor and just shoved me straight back into home base and i'm like oh cool <laughs> but he had just this shocked look on his face um yes he just posted also that dan Aykroyd has interesting stories about alien encounters now <laughs> dan Aykroyd, this I, isn't yeah, i've never stories. i've never heard any of those no no other than the coneheads, right? Right. <laughs> You'll have to pull that one up, see what there is. So yeah, by by the way, it's Travis Walton, and the movie was Fire in the Sky. And oh, okay. Yeah, uh, have you seen that? Um, a long time ago. 
I do yeah. remember. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was interesting. I even you just hear being there in Roswell during the Alien Week and everything, hearing yeah. everybody talk about that situation, and yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really really interesting. Um, I don't I don't want to say that I have an opinion on any of it, but I got um, nothing. I mean, all I could I, say I, is yeah. what I saw is what I saw. You know, I'm sitting there having a cocktail and, and eating a steak on the patio, you know, basically 800 feet AGL, you know, up the mountain, up South Mountain, eating dinner, watching this happen. It was like being in a movie theater, you know. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. All right. Um, you got anything else on that or you want to move on? No, I was just gonna. So uh, what? What Susie said? Yeah, he was missing. Yeah, and they they accused his friend of killing him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I the it, yeah. It's like it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people who like to dive into if he's telling the truth or not. But right. Um, no matter what, it's an interesting. Uh, I'll say snapshot in time. Because even when it actually happened, right, that time period, I mean, they had a, de- a yeah. famous detective. There's famous journalists that were involved that were shipped up from Phoenix. So, yeah, yeah it's just, you know, no, I've got nothing else. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's welcome on the air. That's uh, WKOP, Mr. Yancey. How are you, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? It is a wonderful day, man. I hey. uh, Go ahead. I- Oh, I just wanted to jump in here real quick before you guys moved on from the alien stuff. So I've always been back and forth on aliens and the existence of other things like that and whatnot. But I just think it's really interesting in the past few years how the U.S. Defense Department and the Pentagon have slowly started to roll out, you know, information on aliens. And you've had, um, you know, uh, pilots who have, you know, everything to lose, come out and say that they have seen things uh, publicly, right. you know, right. these um, highly decorated guys as pilots have come out. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the uh, the famous Tic Tac video. Um, there's a, a fighter pilot who uh, videotaped a, uh, a Tic Tac shaped UFO that was flying alongside his. Yep. Um, no, it's the Tic Tac video, but. I just think it's really interesting the dynamic that seems to be going on right now with the government releasing information and and, and why, you know, uh, they've slowly rolled it out. Seems like maybe over the past five years, it, it just seems really interesting that they've been squashing things alien related since the 40s and, and 50s. And now they're they're releasing things like that. So I just want to get you guys opinion on that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I have seen that video. Um, I have to say, as being a longtime pilot, I've seen stuff up there that I ha- cannot explain. Um, I've seen stuff from the ground. I've seen stuff from the air. Um, I got nothing. And, and stuff and, and seeing stuff, the way it moves, uh, the way knowing that the four forces of flight, um, it totally just blows your mind how you could recreate something like that so in that case you know i do believe in sight 
uh, what you see is what you see, you know, um, Alaska here is, uh, is noted for a lot of, uh, UFO activity all the way from down South to down South, down on the Kenai Peninsula, all the way up to up North to Prudhoe Bay, um, that it's been seen and tracked here. Um, from sightings on Bigfoot to, I mean, there's, we don't know. And Susie just posted that as like, we're not alone. I don't know. All I know is I could say what I have seen and I haven't found explanation for it. Does that sound about right to you, Yancey? Yeah. Um, I just, I think the most interesting aspect is, is the fact that, you know, the, the government themselves who, you know, don't really tell the populace more than they think that they need to tell them uh, to protect our tiny little brains. Um, I right. just it, it's interesting that they uh, they have decided to start rolling some of this stuff out. And I'm just I, there's got to be uh, something behind them releasing this information now and a lot of it's still redacted when they do release it you know they won't fully release anything but it, i just think that's really really interesting how the government themselves uh are starting to release things right right i mean i thought about this i was thinking about when trump was in office okay i was like he'd probably be the first guy to go over to area 51 and declassify stuff Mm-hmm. did you kind of think that you know maybe well, is is there there was there was rumor that he was going to but he didn't okay i think that he was planning on do it net maybe now this is just speculation for me of course i'm thinking it was just he was not ready to do it until he was finished and exiting as a president and i don't think he was a second term correct <laughs> correct yeah. I still think we could probably expect something to be happening in that general area that especially if he becomes, you know, comes back as president again, I think we're going to see some real shit hit the fan. I think some stuff. I was going to say that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a representative from uh, Tennessee. His name is uh, Tim, Tim uh, Burkett. Uh huh. Um, and he's come out and said some pretty crazy stuff like recently, like this month, he's been yeah. all over the news talking about UFOs. He, he, he did an interview and someone asked him about, what do you know about UFOs? And he's like, they're not Russians. And there is, there is life outside of this galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He, he also was uh, being interviewed and he said that there were members of Congress that were involved in the studies of materials that are not found on planet earth. Mm. And then you've seen the paperwork. And so it's like, it's not like he's saying, Oh, there's UFOs and I seen flying saucers. No, he's like actually talking about like work he's seen in the U S government. So, yeah. I mean, Susie just threw it out there. That's why they haven't gone back to the moon, but yet they're, they're planning on doing it right now. I mean, how much stuff is hidden that we currently don't know about from the military? We we've been kept like a mushroom for years, well, and that's well, everything, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Like we're not even allowed to know what's on the menu this afternoon, right? You know, right? Absolutely. 
you, you know? guys remember when they, uh, they rolled out the B2 bomber and uh, we were like, whoa, what is that thing? Yeah, the flying wing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it's, uh, there is so much stuff out there. Um, we're talking about it on the show the other night uh, during our variety show. We're talking about where I live. I currently live literally right next to one of the most advanced um, space stations, Air Force Space Stations, or Space Force, I should say, in the U.S. And Scott was actually talking about it too, how there's sometimes when we start talking, how they'll throw out a pulse. And everything just goes dead, you know, whether I'm online, whether I'm on the phone with someone or this or that. And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know, all the stuff that I've seen since I've been in Alaska and I have seen some flyovers of some really odd stuff here. Um, I wonder what they're tracking over there besides, you know, being our defense system, there's gotta be something else going on. You don't, build something that's the most advanced in the world, you know, without touching a little bit into that sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It is. It it just blows your mind. I mean, there's a, there's so much stuff out there. Um, what, what state are you in? I'm in Kansas. You're in Kansas. Wow. You're in the open plains. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, you see some stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got lots of open sky out here, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah as Susie just posted, the, the secret stuff up on Denali. Um, Denali here, of course, one of the largest, you know, in the uh, in North America, North height, white, 22,000 feet. Um, there's literally stuff blocked off on google earth now and even 3d because of the um they call it the they call it the denali period uh uh, pyramid hello and welcome to the show um have you ever seen anything on the alaska pyramid before okay take a look sometime and pull it up just google it and pull up denali pyramid and you're gonna see a lot of stuff pop up and then all of a sudden it like disappears. Like there's been so much stuff put out there and it'll be updated and uh, it gets updated. And then all of a sudden it's taken down for some reason. Uh, it's been talked around here for world for, for years being here next to Denali national park um, that fly over Google pictures right now. You're looking at it? <laughs> yeah. 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 See, see, amazing. A lot of people don't even know about that. You I know, was about the, go ahead. Scott. Brief description of it. Um, so it's a United States space for ra- radar station for detecting incoming ICBMs and submarine launch ballistic missiles to NORAD's command center and to provide space surveillance data to the United States space force. Uh, you're talking about clear air force station. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the official, the uh, official usage. Right. Right. Um, 
it's also, I mean, we, we looked at this before me and you about, well, it was about a year ago. Like when the space force stuff started coming in, they, they were like adding new stuff, right? right? They're adding new systems. And, um, there, there was a, there was a lot going on there that they oh, were yeah. upgrading. And you, and you said too, the employees have been expanding over the last few years, right? The, oh, the it's not, it's a nonstop build. They rotate, yeah. they actually rotate contractors through there. Um, I think it's about every four months is what they run is uh, how they work out there, but it's a continuous build. It's a nonstop. It, it doesn't stop. It just keeps on rolling and they just keep building out there. So it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, that's what happened when we had the one of our largest wildfires here in Alaska was, you know, how close it got to clear and to us. You know, I guarantee that fire was not getting going to get anywhere near us. I mean, it burned over 75,000 acres. Uh, I spent 32 days out there on the fire working. Um, I know for a fact they were going to bring everything and anything that the government could supply to put out that fire. If it came even close to us, I guarantee it because it's not like you could just pick it up and move it real quick. You know what I mean? Um, they're not going to let an installation like that just burn up in the dust. So, and back to you, Yancy, you, you said you did pull up the, uh, the Denali pyramid. Yes. What what'd you think? <laughs> uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy, you know, but I guess that, I don't know, that goes to show what you said earlier about how, I mean, there's stuff everywhere that we're not exactly privy to that is kept under wraps a whole right. lot of the times. Right, exactly, you know. Hello, Eric, welcome to the show. <laughs> we're just kind of winding down here, but... Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump out of the panel, guys, and let you go back to doing your thing. Uh, been enjoying listening to y'all. So, hey, thank you for joining. I really yeah, appreciate. Thank, it. thank like you I for said, joining. Yeah, this is kind of our new thing. Just throwing out some headline news stuff for a show. You know, um, we still do our regular uh, variety shows, which are real fun and pretty much go off the rails when that happens. So it's not just boring news stuff. Um, but. Uh, I mean, you think about all these things that are happening in the world today and how much cover-up and stuff there is and conspiracy theories be a never-ending discussion on that sort of thing. Um, but where do you... I'm just, I'm just glad that the, the WEF is out of the news for the day. I'm, I'm <laughs> so sick of talking about Klaus Schwab. Like, it was part yeah. of the news, though. Everybody was talking about it. You have to mention it. Um, yeah. And, and for, there are people who like, they're just going to see headlines like that and they're just going to ignore them. Cause they're like, what the hell is that? Like, right. you will eat bugs. One day you will all eat bugs and you will right. eat nothing. <laughs> exactly. It's all going away. I got one more headline to throw out there. And this one I have been following up on quite a lot. Um, as you know, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but uh, pharma Eli Lilly had been working on an Alzheimer drug that had real promise. 
Um, did you get this, Scott? I don't know if you've watched it through uh, through the last like six months or so. No. No. Okay. So they'd been working on Eli Lilly had been working on an Alzheimer drug that showed some very good promise, and it came out uh, yesterday, last night, actually, that the FDA squashed accelerated hopes for Eli Lilly's Alzheimer's drug as agency asked for more data. So um, sad thing, anyone that knows anyone with Alzheimer's or sundowners or even later stages of life, um, I was really hoping to get some promise out of that. And, uh, you know, I, I was, I was really bummed when I read that news last night. So I wanted to get that out on the air as well. Um, Alan, thank you for joining the show. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to throw out Scott? I can do the last, uh, uh, check, make sure nothing is new has come in. Um, okay at the top of this hour so we'll just check real quick and that is a negative we 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 i think it's because we did such a good job that's why Shh, don't tell anyone <laughs> well I, I i must admit as we talked about it on another show last night um this is a fun stretch it's definitely outside the box for you and i doing a, a headline news show um we were requested to do it uh for those that you know, don't have access to the outside world here in Alaska. And of course, it's just kind of fun to do for everyone to listen to. So um, I guess we should just keep on going on this thing because uh, the show is actually, I've got some real great feedback on it. And, uh, you know, um, the more participation, the better. I see, you know, um, we need to maybe start opening the lines up a little earlier uh, as we talked about earlier today um but i'm enjoying it i gotta say i'm really enjoying it yeah yeah i i i think it's it's kind of neat just to kind of run run through the the headlines and have yeah. our our own agenda i mean obviously uh nobody likes the news no. so i thought i'd take a shot at it right absolutely <laughs> i think we've done pretty good <laughs> hey hey if if the bar is so low as like fox and cnn i can obviously do the news too <laughs> right, right? <laughs> all right for all those out there listening please make sure you hit that follow button um we do uh we do shows all the time this is a new show for us uh the headline news uh we're gonna try and do it uh at least try and do it through the week um, and get that out there. Along with our other show, uh, we do a variety show, The Pulse in Anderson, Indiana. That is our variety show, which has gone off the charts lately. Um, I'm really excited about that. We've had some great panels, great uh, participation, and it's just been flat out a lot of fun. Uh, with that, uh, we do do a show our normal schedule show is Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Alaska time. And uh, be on for that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I do open the board up. We do have our normal panel on here that uh, that gets on. But I'm always, always looking for new people to just jump on and have some fun. Our chat is real lively and our call-ins are a lot of fun. 
we do do impromptu shows also. Um, so if you don't see that uh, today's headline news, those are our variety show out there. And it's usually titled The Pulse Live. Uh, it may even say in and Anderson and Ninana. For those uh, new listeners out there that are listening to the show, we are currently, I am based in Anderson, Alaska. That's in the interior of Alaska. Uh, it's in the, in the northern section. We're about 90 miles southwest of Fairbanks in a little village. I'm in a village of about 140 people. Um, so good times. Uh, I really enjoy having the show. I've been podcasting here for quite a while. Uh, Scott's been my co-host uh, for quite a while, and we just uh, really enjoy what we're doing here. All righty. Scott, you got any final thoughts that you want to throw out before I uh, wind down the show here? Nope. Nope. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, be on the lookout. Like I said, uh, hit that follow button. Uh, we may be uh, throwing an impromptu show out this weekend. Also, I would need to throw out uh, some plugs out here um, in the mornings. Uh, try and look up, take a look and look up the old man show. Great show to be a part of. Lots of fun. Also, uh, Chrissy out there, she's been doing the PB um, detective show. And we were actually on it the other night and had a blast while doing it. Uh, keep an eye out for it. Um, I think her next one is supposed to be tonight. I think it's nine o'clock central time. Is that right, Scott? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So we'll send her a plug on the way also on the way through. Uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wind this thing down and uh, we'll go ahead and play one more tune on the way out. And with that, uh, all I got to say is be safe out there, everyone, and be kind. And with that, this is Denali Burrow Brett and Tucson Scott, and I am signing us off. Look out for us the next time, and enjoy yourself out there, people, and we'll all talk to you soon. Today I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain. You know that's a game that I hate to lose. And I'm feeling the strain. Oh, yeah, Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll. Boys and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? Beginning to think that I'm wasting time. I don't understand the things I can do. world outside looks so unkind And I'm counting on you You can carry me through Oh, 
That's all, folks. 